You are listening to the Work in Esports podcast, a podcast where we chat with people who work in various roles around the esports industry and find out about their experiences. From casters to content creators to company founders, we are here to tell their stories. We explore their inspirations, how they got started, gained experience, and so much more. The goal of this podcast is to help provide context and maybe even offer you some practical advice for how you can get started yourself. So if you or someone you know is interested in working in the esports industry, you're in the right place. All right. Uh, welcome to the Work in Esports podcast, formerly known as What the Meta. I'm here with Coach E, coach of Northwood University's esports uh, organization. Uh, he is heading up, I think he's also the director of esports there at Northwood, if I'm correct. Yep. And... Formerly founder of Fable Esports, uh, golfer. Yep, huge golfer. Huge golfer. Um, I think we even may have crossed paths at some point or another way down the line. Even, and I didn't realize it until a couple minutes ago, but I was looking at your LinkedIn and it says you're the director of marketing at uh, Big Al's Golf. And I used to yep. work with ESPN Radio, the 100.9 FM. And so we, oh, were, okay. we would come down there and uh, do a show every once in a while. And I, we totally possible. Two thousand eleven, we crossed paths. Probably did our, our big demo days when we had all the vendors there. I'm yep, guessing. yep, that was it. Small world, huh? It really is. Really is. But uh, same, same alumni from the same school too. So that's true. That's true. Saginaw Valley State University. Shout out to them. Although you are the coach of Northwood University, a rival school, but uh, you know that's I want that's everybody to that's simply because. Uh, you know, SPSU doesn't really offer that program, but we can get there. We can get there in that conversation. Uh, first of all, welcome to the podcast before I get ahead of myself. And um, tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so my name is Cody Elson. Uh, I've been in the esports industry for about five years in one way, shape, or form. Um, before that, uh, I've been born and raised in Midland, Michigan, uh, right where Northwood is. So that's kind of how that connection happened. Um, Big time golfer, I love golf. I have my PGA Tour credentials, not for playing, but on the manufacturing side. I've worked with pretty much every PGA Tour pro, but Tiger Woods at some point, um, which was an awesome experience. I am a fa- proud father of a 12-month-old. I have another baby coming next month, so I'm a little panicked, but, you know, it is what it is. It'll be fun to have two babies that young, I guess, but... Um, yeah, no, um, love esports. Uh, I, I started an esports space when I in back in 2006 as a player. I uh, played a game called Gears of War. Um, Gears of War 1, the first one that came out. And I ended up playing that game for, God, seven years. I played at the professional level at some time, most of the time at the semi-pro level, been to plenty of LAN events. Um, that's where I got my start in esports before it was even called esports. It was just like competitive gaming, MLG grassroots. Uh game battles before game battles with that site used to be totally different um but yeah that's how i got my start and then once i graduated from svsu my buddy and i saw a big trend in esports and we started our own company called fable esports which was super successful um it was really fun we still actually have a royalty agreement with microsoft we still get paid from our likeness in one of the games it's really fun to do that um but that's where i got to start in esports uh kind of like a general overview of where i came from and how i got to where i am today um esports space 
Awesome. Thank you for that introduction. Um, mm -hmm. Can you tell me about uh, maybe the moment for you? Was there a specific moment that you knew you wanted to work in esports? I know you said you saw that there was like a bit of a something going on with it, a bit of a niche, and it seemed like you were interested in it. Obviously, a gamer yourself. Um, was there a specific moment that stands out for you? Yeah. So I uh, I played in my last uh, Gears of War event back in two thousand and fifteen. I believe uh, MLG Columbus for the Gears of War Ultimate Edition, um, and it had been about a year and a half, two years since I'd been to an event and played, and it was just crazy when I saw the production level of that event, and I blew my mind where it was heading from where it was two years ago. Um, the sponsors, like we actually had a sponsor that paid for all of our stuff. That was not a, that was unheard of two years before. I'm like, wow, this is really getting legitimate and the sponsors and everything that were there, you could just see the money that was getting poured into the space. And that's when a light bulb, a light bulb went off in my head, like, okay, this is what I want to do. And I got to find a way to do it. And how did your experience, uh, I guess, like before that kind of help you as you tried to transition into uh, finding your way in esports? Uh, well, I'd say I learned the majority of the stuff that helped me actually in the golf industry, which was working with high level players, how to engage with them, how to keep them happy. Um, but I guess drilling down a little bit more before that, I'd say probably being a player myself and work playing for organizations, being signed to them. I kind of knew what worked and what didn't work and what actually players are looking for. Cause a lot of the time these players aren't necessarily looking for, tons of money and salary they're really looking for someone that can develop them and take them to the next level and that's kind of how i you know that's what really got me my start and where we ended up founding our organization that developed teams that went on to play in the rainbow six pro league gears of war pros pro gears of wars pro league counter-strike pro league um fortnite players like our former fortnite roster went to ghost gaming there was a big acquisition about it um and a couple of them are still playing. One's on Ghost still. One's on Phase now. Um, that's just kind of like developing players to go from, you know, that semi-pro level to the pro level is uh, that that was the biggest asset that I have and I still have. And I, I that's the experience of being one of those play, fringe players, bubble players on the pro scene and knowing what worked and what didn't work is what really helped me uh, get into the space. Yeah, and can we dive a little bit further into that? Like, what sure. uh, what kind of support uh, do you offer players, I guess, in your role? Or what do you think is important to offer these players and kind of help them make that next step? Yeah, so the biggest thing is uh, you got to have a disciplined practice schedule, um, like scrimming and VOD reviews. The, the, the biggest thing is, like, most people just want to play the game and they're good, but you got to understand why you're playing it, what you're doing to really take that, you know, that, that next leap. Um, th those are the two biggest things. Uh, I, I would say at the collegiate level, it's been a lot harder to get those things structured. Uh, it's just not as easy with a lot of other interests that these students have. Um, and priority number one is education. So that's been the biggest difference between the pro scene and the collegiate scene for me. But we're getting there. But the the biggest thing is honestly just the consistent schedule. Uh, getting sleep, not staying up all night, like staying healthy is big too. Um, and then obviously, you know, just the, you, you should be watching almost as much scrim bot reviews and footage of other teams as you are of actually playing. 
people don't really think about that, but uh, it's similar to other sports like football where you got to watch tape and you got to understand what's going on, especially with how quickly the meta shifts in games, especially in Overwatch. Um, one day, you know, it's a heavy hit scan meta and there's a McCree and a Widow or Ash and a McCree, and then the next day it's they're cheesing with Torben Bastion or Sim and May Reaper. You know, you never know. It just constantly shifts, especially with game developers that are constantly making changes. Uh, case in point, Riot, Blizzard, always making adaptations to keep the game not as stale. Yeah, definitely. Um, can you tell me a little bit about your, your day-to-day role? Yeah, so my day-to-day role involves a lot of recruiting, a lot of, uh, well, I should say right now, a lot of recruiting, a lot of analysis of players. Um, right now, we're still playing remotely. Um, so normally, we would have practice from 2 to 5, uh, Monday through Thursday, organized, everybody's in the lab. It's blocked out on their school schedule. Um, they can't register for classes during those times. We, we work around getting them classes around that. And we practice scrim. Uh, I'd like to do a lot more video review, a lot more scrimming this next semester. It'll be a lot different. This, this first year is kind of like a learning curve for everybody. Um, but yeah, that's kind of day-to-day. Is rec- get, get there way before practice starts. And I first thing I do is I email text whatever recruits continue to do that and i kind of come up with a plan for and see who we're playing the rest of the week and then we go into practice and you know then after practice i usually duck out and go home and then the grind never stops because usually we end up playing again at like nine o'clock at night so yeah that's kind of like an average day for me um both covid and non-covid hmm and how did you actually fall into that role at Northwood? I know there's a, right now there seems to be a lot of opportunities in collegiate esports, whether it's like coaching positions or social media around the teams or even just player positions, you know. Um, how did you find your role? Um, so I was born and raised in Midland. Northwood is in Midland. Uh, I heard about it, and it was kind of just a natural fit. I was in the point in my life where – I was doing marketing and PR for a golf company in Chicago for four years. And my wife and I wanted to move back home and start our family. And a role opened up with the company I was at that um, allowed me to work from home, work wherever I wanted as a regional sales manager in a couple states. And I didn't really like it too much, way too much traveling. And it just happened to be that they, they sent out a press release that they were starting this program and I applied. And I mean, quite frankly, I have, quite a bit more experience than most collegiate coaches or directors do in the esports scene. So was, I think it was a pretty easy hire for them. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how it just, it was just perfect timing, the perfect storm. Honestly, I probably would have moved, if I was even out of city, I would have moved back for that job as well. Um, and I love the school. Um, Northwood's not the school that necessarily everybody's heard of, but they do a phenomenal job of getting people jobs. Uh, I was blown away by their statistics. Over 90% of kids get a job within their field within six months. It's just unheard of numbers. That That's insane. You just don't see, but it, it's also because most schools, like I know, you know, where I went, I wasn't required to do any internships or anything like that. And like, you have to do internships. They, they, they'll help set you up with them. You pretty much have to do at least one. And most people do a three internships at Northwood and what are the odds of one of those three companies hiring you when you graduate? Right? That's kind of why they have that rate. Um, and so, they have a lot of great, great alumni too that help. That's, that's so good to hear. I, uh, at SUSU, you know, we went to the same school, like you said, it's not, it wasn't required. In fact, I didn't know so much about the internships that were like available. I didn't even know like what the benefits of an internship were until I was like going into junior year. And so, by that point, I'd already, you know, like I took an internship when I 
the first one I, I found pretty much and ended up learning way more uh, during that experience uh, than, you know, probably much of the first two years of university. Yeah, and that's kind of like the cool thing about uh, what we're doing with the esports program at Northwood is we, we are launching our bachelor's degree in esports management, and a lot of these kids are going to get to work in the program. Um, I actually for I actually decided not to hire a full time assistant, which I was able to if I wanted to. I've actually divided that money up to bring on a staff of about eight people. Whether most of them are part time, almost everyone will be six of them be students at Northwood. Um, the other two will be you know stipend, but big time names in the industry, coaching wise. Um, so I'll have a little more. I'll have more dedicated staff to League of Legends, Overwatch, Rocket League. That dedicated battle royale person, and then I'll have you know a marketing and social media person, um, and I'm hoping to get another program that I can't talk about yet going that involves let's just say uh, developing a nice ten to twelve person team of what you need to properly broadcast and you know do analysis of everything every uh, every match if that makes sense. So basically, a team of the people supporting an esports team you'd see in a traditional org. Um, but they're students in the esports program. And that program's been great so far. We have a lot of people uh, that are interested in it that are coming to Northwood for that program that are on the team or not. Um, it's just a hot space right now. And quite frankly, as we've seen with this pandemic, uh, you know, esports isn't going anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think it's so valuable. Uh, I'm really glad to hear that. I, I knew a little bit about the esports management program that you were off, the university is going to be offering, and I uh, wanted to touch on that. I'm glad you, you brought it up. Um, I think it sounds like you guys are creating a lot of opportunities um, in pretty much everything that touches esports, like you know, ma uh, management, uh, player support, um, broadcasting, giving players opportunities to do, or students opportunities to do whatever they want uh, within and around esports, which is pretty awesome. Um, I think it provides a lot of value to, to people coming up, trying to figure out what they want to do or where they um, maybe fit themselves. Right, yeah, and that's the biggest problem that I've seen with, I mean, we've done our research. The biggest problem I've seen with other colleges that offer some sort of esports degree is they get this degree, but they go out of the college with no experience in the esports industry, right? Like, you got to find a way for them to have relevant experience, you know, to get hired and to, to you know, to contribute. And, like, our program's pretty grounded. It's not just, you know, managing an esports team or, you know, uh, being the esports director of, let's say, like, Epic Games and handling their esports scene, right? Like, you learn analytics, you learn a little bit of programming, you learn a little bit of everything, so you're really well-rounded going into that um that next job because you know you got to have those skills with the way you know things adapt so quickly um there's two things that you know nobody likes math but math's never going out of style like that's one thing you you'll start learning the second you can start processing things in your life and you will it'll never go away you always have to do math you always have to understand it um there's a lot of that in like programming and analytics Hmm. And for I hate math, by the way. So. That, that's okay. <laughs> Painful that's, for me to say that. That's okay. Um, for for pr prospective students, uh, say I'm, you know, say I'm coming up out of high school, or maybe I'm looking to transfer to a university that maybe offers me something a little more like this. Uh, what what would you say? How how would a student prepare? Like how does a student get involved, or what 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 do you recommend? So like, uh, if, if they're looking to do just beyond, you know. T taking the degree um 
definitely I'm the person to reach out to. Like, uh, I'm not opposed to any talent level. Like, I'll bring, I'll let, I, I'm like, I'm not, I know, I'm trying to find a way to say this. Um, people that understand that might have only been playing a game for a year, but they love the game and love esports and might not be ready for a couple of years, I'm definitely willing to work with all levels of skill, um, regardless. Um, I think, I think you can teach stuff. So I don't shut people out of the program, but I also look for people with want specific roles on the team that necessarily aren't playing as well. So definitely an opportunity to reach out if you want to be in like esports marketing, um, player management, coaching, uh, performance management, things like that. We still have tons of roles available and scholarship opportunities for that as well, not just people playing on the varsity team. I guess which roles in esports in general, but also specifically around your program, you just mentioned some of them, uh, do you think are most in demand? Um, definitely the, the esports directors and esports managers for the gaming companies. Now, there's a there's a common misconception with esports with uh, people like, oh, it's only a 1.2 billion dollar year industry. Well, you know, it's supported by a 150 billion dollar industry, which is gaming, and a lot of the jobs in esports aren't totally esports based, right? They're not like you're 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 working for the Atlanta Rain and you're managing their Overwatch team and you're marketing, right? There's jobs for that, obviously, but a lot of the jobs are like community manager right marketing manager for the esports program like look at all these gaming companies like um, who just merged uh riot and who pixel something pixel high pixel yeah yeah and like there there's like freaking 150 jobs up right now like there's st- and, and like that, that's the example of the jobs in esports is those people managing the competitive scene for the game right like there's two different teams it's not the same marketing person managing the game and managing the esports scene. So it's those it's those director, manager, management level jobs, coordinator level jobs that are working specifically with the competitive scene and the tournament structure and working with players in the community. That's what I see the biggest demand with now. And definitely some some analytics for sure uh, popping up. I saw Cloud9's posting. They're looking for a bunch of uh, an- analytic interns right now. So it's interesting to see. Thanks for that. Um, what what skills do you utilize uh, on a regular basis, or what are some skills that are important for you know a head coach or a university director, esports program? Um, what skills are important for you? Oh, dear God, people skills. That is the most important thing, honestly. Managing personality. That is by far the biggest skill that I use. Uh, de-escalating conflicts, that kind of stuff. Um, for sure. And then you got to be a little bit of a salesman too. And like trying to like pitch your program to people. Um, I use a lot of analytics. I process a lot of data, a lot of spreadsheets that automatically are processing stuff for me. Um, my kids don't even realize that I, I screenshot almost every scrim and I look at raw data and I look at trends and stuff like that. Um, uh, I spend a lot of time doing that, but those are probably the three biggest things, you know, a little bit of salesmanship, pitching the program. Um, and then obviously you have the, uh, you know, analytics and then managing personalities and morale, that kind of stuff is huge for sure. Cause people get down. I mean, you know what it's like gaming, like it's hard, like it's stressful. It really is when you're losing a bunch or you're, you're trying something that's not out, you know, it's, it's, it can take a toll on the mental health. So it's important to pay attention for that kind of stuff and see if somebody needs a break. Yeah, definitely. Um, kind of touching on something you mentioned, you talked about, you know, how you like to be very analytical. You like to go through the, the raw data and, and really see what's happening over a period of time, over a period of several scrims or whatever. Do you think there's um, there's more opportunities 
for people to get involved on the data side or uh, for maybe applications or something to kind of support you or support people, uh, you know, uh, competitive players? It's the program I can't talk about right now, but it's something I'm working on. And there's specific roles with scholarships that are strictly data and analytical driven supporting players in this program. Um, yeah, there's plenty of opportunity for that. It's, it's huge, uh, honestly. Uh, people don't realize how important that, that type of a role is because, you know, let's be honest here. Let's look at traditional sports for a second. How many of these, the, the NFL draft, the NBA draft, how many of these people are getting drafted because of the tape and how many are getting drafted because of intangibles and data and certain trends and stuff that they see? Or, or somebody has a uh, – look at, look at like, uh, Billy Bean and the, the Oakland Athletics, right? Like, they, they draft based mm. on statistics. Like, there's a lot of teams that are going to that too. Look at, like uh, – the Browns do that now. Like in the NFL, there's a well, that's not a good example. They suck, but you know. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's it's extremely important in esports and in all aspects of life and traditional sports, and that's why we're trying to create more of an opportunity with those type of roles in the program as well because they're extremely important. Nice. That's really I'm glad to hear that, and I think that provides you know some some more opportunities for uh, people to kind of figure out where they want to fit in. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite part of your job? Um, definitely, when I when I, I would say that the the feeling of signing the kid and seeing how excited they are and how excited the family is because uh, one of the, my biggest motivations for the collegiate scene why I why I love it and this is where I want to be is um, you know growing up gaming you know it was a taboo thing right like it was kind of like all right wow this kid just plays games all day and you know, people don't understand I was pretty decent jock in high school like i had offered i had plenty of offers to play baseball in college um and i chose not to um because of injuries but like you know it was like it's, it's a taboo thing people just didn't understand it thought it was weird they hated it like they, they talk about like it, it, it's not like that anymore and that's why i like it it's like showing like look like like esports has made it, gaming has made it, it's a relevant thing um and it's that feeling of seeing somebody that might necessarily not have been that popular kid in the school, never been involved in sports, but getting recognition for something. I love the feeling. I love seeing the look on their faces when they, when they get to put the jersey on and a hat and sign. Uh, it's a great feeling. It's by far my favorite part. That is lovely. Can you tell me about a personal sacrifice you made to kind of help your career? I'll be honest with you. As you kind of know, I mean, I took a big old pay cut to do this. Um, I, I mean, it's it's sacrificing you know stuff for my family. It's a different lifestyle for us. It's it's making the decision to not go buy a house for another three or five years while I try to make it in this space, you know, and see where it goes. Uh, I think it's a pretty big big sacrifice. I'd say it's more my wife making sacrifices um, than me, honestly. Um, that's probably the biggest thing that stands out for me. Um, she's been awesome and very supportive through all this. Um, I'm I'm sure when she. Uh, found out that after being with the company for five years and I had a pretty clear path to being an executive there one day. And I said, look, honey, I want to quit my job and I want to take this job as an esports coach. I'm sure, you know, she had her mixed feelings about it, but she supported me and, uh, uh, and she's the one making the biggest sacrifice. So, um, I guess I'd, I'd point to her and my gratuity towards her for allowing me to do it. Bless her. And all honesty, that's 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 great. Yeah, because that is that's a huge sacrifice. It's a big, big. Well, it's uh, hard. I mean, like we're, we're having babies and stuff, and I want to like cut my in. Right? Well, how do you think her reaction was? You know. Yeah. Like, and reality is, you know, what the way the role is. It's not like 
I mean, I'm paid pretty well. Don't get me wrong. I just, I was on a path to a different lifestyle. Let's just say where I was going, the golf industry, um, how quickly I rose up. Cause as you know, like the big Al's day when I was in, in college, I was doing all the marketing. I was eventually the GM of the store at the end. Like, like I had tons of management experience on every aspect of golf. Like I was like the dream candidate for a golf company. I knew the retail space in and out. I knew the manufacturing space in and out. I knew the marketing and PR game in and out. I knew all the contacts. Um, and I just kind of dropped it all, honestly. Yeah, it's, it's a ma- massive industry. And so hell of a sacrifice for sure. It's, it's not that I, and, then, and I love the golf industry. Don't get me wrong. There's not, I would, I love it. Don't get me, it's not that I don't like it. I was looking for a way out. It's still a passion of mine. I just, this is just trumps that so much as a passion for me kind of pivoting a little bit uh can you tell can you tell me about a personal failure of yours and maybe how you overcame it well i'm i'd say i'm still kind of working on that the overcoming it right now my biggest personal failure i'd I'd say would have to come from well i'll go from a career standpoint would be this year just not that we were unorganized i just don't think we expected the i didn't expect the level of i wouldn't say non-committed players just I, I thought kids were coming here, you know, they're coming to play, you know, their esports or they walk on. It's like they're all about it. But I didn't really account for all the other extracurricular activities and the other stuff in college. Um, and it's me trying to balance uh, the gaming aspect and making sure we're competitive and, and winning and all that stuff, but also giving them that college experience, not expecting as much from them, if that makes sense. So I'm still kind of trying to find a way to balance that um, and I got to realize, I have to realize, and it, it, it's an adjustment that it's not, it, you know, esports isn't the priority for these kids. Honestly, it's not. It's they're coming here to get an education and a degree. It's not like we give out full rides, like they're paying money, you know, or, or taking out loans. So that's my biggest, biggest thing is being more patient and being more, uh, uh, I guess, I guess building depth into the program, which I've done this year for the fall. So we do have plenty of subs that are capable of playing and doesn't hinder our performance. Um, so people are able to do mock trial and, you know, business BPA and all these business competitions and stuff. Uh, and you know, that, that's what I'm still working on. I, I would classify it as a failure cause I just, I wasn't prepared for it. Um, so now, you know, just learning curve that first year and definitely being more prepared for the fall and overcoming it. Absolutely. Sounds like you're living and learning, you know, I mean, that's how, that's, those are the best case scenarios, you know, you you learn from mm-hmm. it. Um, which will probably flip around and turn into a win uh, when it com- comes to like long-term program strength um, as yeah. a result of this, you know, this first year's Rocky startup. Yep. Can you tell me on the flip side, uh, uh, a personal win or something that you're really, really proud of? Um, I, well, besides having my son, I love him. <laughs> but uh, from a career standpoint, um, I'd say seeing kids that struggled academically in high school or at a community college thriving at Northwood because they're in a structured environment in a program like this and motivated. Um, it just makes me, you know, I'm proud of them. I'm proud of the program, proud of what I've built with the whole structure and being organized and everything with like, you know, the schedule for them. Um, it, it's turned around some kids academically, honestly, there's a couple of kids that you know, went from barely passing at a community college to they're on the dean's li- or the president's list in Northwood was a 4.0 this year because they're just thriving in the environment. Um, I'm pretty proud of that. I'm pretty proud of the team GPA and our academics. I think that's a, a big home run for us in the program.
Congratulations on that. That sounds really mm -hmm. awesome. Talking about uh, kind of going back to um, how people can maybe utilize this this interview, and maybe they're listening and they're they're curious. Uh, they you know they want to attend university, but they're not sure how to get uh, experience. Maybe they're not coming to Northwood, but they want to know how mm -hmm. to gain experience in the esports industry. Is there anything that you would recommend? Um, it, it, you know, this is the one. I'm I'm not a fan of unpaid work and unpaid labor. Um, it's something you don't see in many industries, but if you're serious about it, there's plenty of esports organizations and pretty decent names that will take on a intern, even if you're in high school, and and put you to work for ten hours a week, and you can start learning um, and experience. Reach out to organizations, email them. You'd be surprised. I mean, we used to do that with Fable and with Cyclone. Like we just let people, you know, join as staff and empower them, give them decision making, and watch them go on to the next big thing. You know, um, after they get experience. So it would just, it would definitely be, you don't be afraid to reach out. Don't be able to suck. I know it sucks, but suck it up for a couple months and do some stuff for free. Um, I hate saying it that way, but it's kind of the, it's kind of the buried entry in the industry, honestly. Uh, it really is right now. Hmm. And can you tell me a little bit about uh, networking for you? Like, is there any, uh, any specific networking advice you have for others? I would definitely say join as many of the discord servers as possible pertaining to what you want to do so there's like for for like collegiate esports for them there's a esports collegiate leaders discord where pretty much anybody can join and you can ask questions and look at job postings um don't be afraid to reach out because everybody's very very friendly um even on like twitter and social media like follow people that you look up look up to interact with their posts um start building a relationship reach out message them be like hey you know don't be afraid to be like hey i love what you're doing how did you get in the position you're in um, I've done that plenty of times, honestly, um, whether it was golf industry or esports, just reach out and be like, Hey, like, you know, I'm not trying to ask for a job for you or uh, ask for you for a job or anything, but I, you know, how did you get where you were? What did you do? And you'd be surprised the friendship that really, um, can form from that. People love talking about their successes and, and their failures and giving advice. Um, and the, the esports and gaming industry is one of the, actually the most accepting communities. I believe on the planet. Um, so definitely don't be afraid to reach out, uh, whatever social media platform it is, join servers, um, listen to podcasts, listen to people that are putting in the effort. Um, just definitely don't be afraid to reach out. I guess that's my biggest advice. Hmm. And is there, is there anybody who inspires you or you look up to in the sports industry? Um, well, not a super popular pick, probably, but the I think it's an he's an absolute. Well, there's two of them um, that are absolute geniuses, but you might not. People don't realize how savvy these people actually are. Which would be Banks from Phase. I mean, the guys built. I mean, did you see the? Did you see their funding round? Mm -hmm. just closed? Yeah, like like the guy took this YouTube gaming brand and turned it into a lifestyle brand, and also one of the most popular. Just brains in general on the plane. I think their apparel would just go nuts everywhere if it was in stores too. Um, genius, Nate Shot, same thing. Um, but I think Sean Doris, if you know who that is from Space Station, I do. He founded that. Um, I've always looked up to him, and then a Sean Unit, who's somebody that I used to talk to when he was with a, a small organization called Flashpoint. We used to play them mm. all the time on the Fable. Um, he's now like a co-owner there, and their operations officer, I believe. 
those guys really grinded. I mean, they were in the trenches, and I, I respect the hell out of what they've done. Um, the content's great. So I really look up to, I guess, I'd say those three people, particularly in what they're doing. Um, not saying that's a good fit for me, like what I want to do, but I just appreciate what they've done in the industry and how they treat their players. So I definitely, uh, yeah, those three, I definitely look out to for sure. I look up to for sure. That's awesome. I am, I can definitely appreciate what, you know, Banks has done and, uh, and Nate shot as well. And I had a chance to, I came across to like really randomly ran into Sean Duras during, uh, an E3 a couple of years ago when I was out in LA. But uh, good guy. I love I love what they're doing. I love space station gaming as well. And it's pretty cool that you got a chance to uh, kind of compete against uh, some of their, you know, organization kind of before they were really founded. They're they're hiring right now too. So, so people know you're looking for jobs. They're looking for people right now to expand their team. So go on their website and check it out. Absolutely. And if you aren't sure exactly who they are, go check out their content first because it is delightful. Uh-huh. It is great. I actually, actually, uh, well, they don't won't get credit for it, obviously, but they're one of their old sponsors, Pixio. Um, that's how I, I discovered Pixio because of like the content that they used to do with their monitors and stuff, and that's what we use in the Northwood Arena. We bought over fifty monitors from them. Um, so, like, you know, th- th- that's just an example of uh, their work. It's working. What, what they're doing is what I'm trying to say. Okay, kind of summing up a little bit uh, about working in esports before we kind of maybe touch on some other topics how would you land a job in esports and contribute um well the biggest thing definitely is you want to try to get a little bit of experience um beforehand with some volunteer roles internships you kind of got to reach out to the companies direct in this industry i know this sounds weird but you see a job posting don't just apply to it um find out who posted it and who's doing that for them and reach out so, Per, a, per, a personalized touch in this industry is so much more impactful than just applying for an application for applying for uh, a job and filling out an app. Like just make sure you're, uh, uh, you know, reaching out and being cordial, following up. Um, yeah, I guess that's my biggest advice is just m- reach out before you apply, reach out before they make that decision. Um, put a face to the, the name for them, right? Like it's a big thing in the industry. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, okay, kind of pivoting a bit. Uh, I'm curious what you think about the esports industry in Michigan and what maybe excites you about it. Okay, so definitely uh, we have some work to do in Michigan uh, compared to other states, but I think there's a huge potential um, with some of the brands in the state, with Renegades, um, DX Racer, uh, let's see, uh, Cinch Gaming. Um, and uh, I mean, the, the sheer amount of colleges, right? We're going from 5,000 to, uh, uh, what I think, or 5,005 to like 20 some colleges with the varsity sports program in the fall now. Um, I think that looks positive. Um, and we're trying to do our part here. We have some pretty good funding to host some pretty large land events. You'll see some pretty big stuff in the north in the next year or two. Um, I'd say the biggest job growth is going to be these companies as they expand, though. Like, people don't realize that DX Racer is like an hour and, I don't know, 20 minutes from SVSU. Not that far, you know? Like, from Northwood, it's like an hour and 40 minutes. Um, Cinch Gaming is another great company. I love their products. Um, but I, I personally see, think we're going to see the biggest growth from entrepreneurs starting their own brands in the esports space. Um, I actually have a couple uh, a couple incoming freshmen. I think Jackson Gast unbelievable uh 
a young man when it comes to business. He's actually starting his own esports promotions and marketing company right now, um, and helping students connect with esports scholarships around the country. Uh, and that's where we're going to see the biggest growth for sure. Is going to be those pot startups, definitely. Hmm. And do you think there's a role for college esports to to play in the growth of uh, high school esports in the state of Michigan? Oh, hundred huge growth. I mean, you're going to see tons of jobs pop. I know right now, uh, Northern Michigan, I believe, is still looking for their head coach. Um, that would be a pretty good job, I'd imagine. Public school, um, a little bit easier route than private schools right now. And then you'll start to see U of M Flint and a couple other programs as well. So there's going to be some jobs for sure. Nice. And uh, you talked about like kind of the, the different businesses or opportunities that will present themselves in the coming you know months and, and years around the industry as it develops in Michigan. Um, are there any? You talked about lifestyle brands having a specific um, you know important role as we've seen like you, you talked about some of the, the brands that you admire and those kind of are key i guess examples they're big examples of that um can you tell me just maybe what makes a lifestyle brand in esports stand out for you um definitely the community engagement for sure um is huge you kind of look at what like nade chat did with 100 thieves and uh he, you know, he went with community first, right? Built, got big streamers, entertainers. Um, that's definitely huge. And I also, not probably not a super popular opinion, but I think you're going to see it. I don't think you're going to see a lot of, I think you're going to see a lot of esports, esports orgs fold. Um, and I think it's because they're focusing too much on comp- competitive teams and pro teams. And I think they need to build content around streamers and entertainers first um the people are you know they bring their fans right like who do you think brings more fans like the the biggest csgo player in the world or courage right like who, who and who's, who are you paying more a month you're gonna you're probably gonna pay the csgo player more a month or a top lcs player right so it's just kind of like utilizing that money to build a fan base by bringing in influencers and content creators to your the organizations. That's where you're going to see the biggest growth in like streetwear and lifestyle um, is who, who, whatever brands they're wearing. Because obviously if, uh, you know, um, let's say Banks comes out with a new phase necklace and all of his players and content creators post pictures of it, do you think it's going to sell out when it drops? Absolutely. Totally agree. Let's let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the challenges you might be facing uh, in the current environment, right? We're in the middle of uh, COVID lockdowns and the world's changed a bit uh, in the last couple of months. So can you tell me a little bit about maybe um, some challenges that you face and how you are managing them? And then maybe we'll go from there. Um, yeah, I mean, the biggest prob- biggest challenge was trying to get people organized remotely on time for scrims and matches um it's a big challenge and i did have uh, a couple players with some equipment issues they don't really have the right equipment at home uh, anymore or they like got rid of it because they were at northwood with an access to arena 24 7 to play um so yeah no it was a, a definitely an adjustment for for me with that those biggest challenges would be with the was the equipment trying to get people set up with be able to play from home and then obviously organizing um, scrims and stuff remotely. And uh, do you think it'll kind of settle in as time goes and your players are finding it more 
easy to kind of uh, adjust? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, the semester ends soon, so there'll be a decent amount of break over summer. But uh, I'm hoping they don't get too comfortable because I'm hoping we're all back on campus in the fall. Um, so actually, Northwood just put out a notice today that we're expecting to bring kids back in the fall and we'll make adjustments. Uh, a lot a lot of schools in Michigan have posted that in the last couple of days. So. Well, that's good to hear. It's good to hear that, you know. Yeah, got to be careful, though. We'll pay attention, I'm sure. Uh, you know, it's it's scary no matter what people say. Me and you are probably the two people that should be least worried about it in terms of um, our age and everything, but it's us that can cause the most damage to other people because maybe not showing symptoms and that kind of stuff, you know. So it's definitely something to pay attention to. Absolutely, and I'm sure that the uh, the people in charge of Northwood and the other schools around the state are uh, fully aware of, you know, that they may have to create some sort of restrictions and spacing guidelines and maybe yep. even potential mask usage requirements around campus, well, depending same on... Same thing in my arena, too. I mean, I've got to make adjustments. i got to find a way to get people six or seven feet apart, at least, where they're playing. Um, so that'll be a challenge for me. Absolutely. But it's good to see that, uh, you know, you and the university are willing to, to work on those things and uh, uh, promising for the future, I think. Is there any specific like experience or story or something that you want to share? Like what's something that's uh, one of like either like the best events or the worst events you went to or helped organize or something wild that happened in, in your esports uh, kind of career or life? Um, yeah, so the best event I probably went to was MLG Las Vegas. That was fun. Um, just really well done. A lot of a lot of opportunities to do stuff in the city. I find these events are way more fun and beneficial in cities like that. Atlantic City was fun. Um, I mean, it wasn't anything that blew you away. It just was a good venue, good location, good experience, good merch to buy and stuff like that. Um, I've had the best... And I'll divert from that a little bit because I have the best experiences in my life at FGC events. I've also had the worst experience event-wise at FGC, FGC events. Um, I'm a big fan of an event called Combo Breaker, which is in Illinois. Um, I used to attend that every year to have players go. That was great. Um, and then, like, the CEO gaming in Orlando was okay. I just It just depends on how they're set up, how packed people are in. Um, Combo Breaker was nice because it's all spread out, but Definitely space is huge with these. You want more space. Yeah, um, I can imagine. Are there any specific roles that you interact with in your day-to-day or um, based around the university? Like um, people maybe you're accountable to or you check in with or ask for support. What roles are kind of you, are surrounding you? Um, I definitely work with the Dean of Students a lot. Uh, he's heavily involved in the because we are varsity sports, not under athletics. We're under student affairs. Uh, most schools, I believe, are the majority of our under student affairs versus athletics for esports. Um, I talked to Dean Kripe, his name is quite a bit. Um, admissions, I work with them all the time, working with students, trying to find scholarships and grants and stuff for them. So those are pretty much the two that I interact on a daily basis. Uh, IT, obviously, uh, not daily. Uh, they do a great job, so I don't have to reach out much. But definitely uh, keep in contact with them. Nice, thanks. Do you have uh, recommendations or tips for people who maybe maybe their university doesn't have an esports program, but they want to work in esports? How they can maybe uh, find useful experience at their own university, whether it's an internship or um, maybe finding remote positions online while they're studying. Um, 
like or even just transitioning um, from a non esports uh, organization or role, kind of like you what you did to uh, esports. Um, if you're in college, one of the best ways to get experience, I've seen a lot of people get hired as starting Tesla chapters at their colleges. So I'd recommend that if there isn't anything. Uh, call yourself whatever you want, the founding president, whatever, but it goes a long way. Um, and obviously, a, there's a lot of online internship. Um, like I, I like cloud, like cloud nine just posted a bunch. Um, space station has some. So, I mean, that, like you were saying, that's probably the best thing to do is online internships, uh, remote ones with while you're in college or like I said, like get in the, get in the weeds and start your own Tespa chapter and start playing, recruit some people, even if you lose, uh, get involved. I think that's just about everything I, I wanted to, to chat about for the most part. Um, do you have any further advice that you'd like to, um, to give prospective students or incoming freshmen or incoming transfers? Um, biggest advice for people that I'll, I'll go, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of avoid the seniors in high school and the incoming freshmen. Um, you know, just get involved. The biggest thing for them is just get involved uh, as quickly as you can. But bef- the biggest thing is keep your grades up. Get good grades because you'd be surprised how many of these schools have pretty big academic discounts. Uh, so don't, don't uh, neglect your schooling for sure. That's my biggest advice. Excellent. Thank you. Um, well, I want to thank you, first of all, for uh, taking the time to chat with me today on the podcast. And uh, yeah, it's great to have you. Um, it, where can people find you? Um, best way to reach me is probably Twitter. My handle is just at Evolve, E-V-O-L-V-E, or uh, my email, which is Elson, E-L-S-E-N-C at northwood.edu i'm very responsive to both of those excellent thank you and um i guess is there anything else you'd like to share um no not right now i think we kind of covered everything it was it was really fun yeah glad glad to have you and uh we will stay in touch i'm uh, keen to get your you know opinions and also see how your program does going into the fall absolutely man we'll definitely uh, stay in touch for sure Cool. Thanks again. All right. Thanks, man. Thank you so much for listening to the Work in Esports podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please give us a follow and let us know who you might want to see next on the podcast. Thanks and see you next time.